Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, as always, Sam Wismer. Sam, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's, uh, I think we're almost at the halfway point of the season now. We're getting pretty darn close, and the way things have been shaping up around the AHL, there's a couple teams that have kind of separated at the, the top of the pack, but man, it really, there are so many teams in that middle range of like 33 to 36, 37 points. It is going to be such a dogfight the rest of the season, and I'm so pumped for it. Yeah, I know the Atlantic division is, with the exception of, of Hershey and, and Providence, which is, they're, they're fighting their own battle at the top there. Um mm-hmm. The, the rest of the division is literally separated by, like, just mere points. Yeah, the difference between third and eighth is seven <laughs> points. It's going to stay that close the rest of the way. Because Hartford, you know, if you want to look at it this way, two games under 500, basically. The one overtime loss, five shootout losses. Those points are going to come back. I, you're playing that many overtime games, you're going to get some bounces to go your way. Pick up those extra points. Um, Central Division, um, you know, the, the difference there um, between second and fifth is nine points. Um, we just had Zane McIntyre on our last episode with Iowa. Um, great guy. That's going to be a great interview. Great guy. Um, that's going to be another team to, to keep an eye on here in the second half. Um, Coachella and Calgary tied for first in the Pacific right now with Abbotsford three points back. Um Colorado two points back at Abbotsford so first through fourth separated by five points it's gonna be so fun the second half of the season here I'm so excited I know I'm just I'm excited it's it's great to watch um you know I mean every team goes through that rough spot of the season where Mm -hmm. they're kind of in that lull and uh my home team is kind of in that lull right now but uh you know it was announced today that we're 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 about to get a, a little bit of a power piece for I don't know, you know, how long we're going to have them, but uh, we're about to get that little bit of a power piece. Yeah, Bobby Brink um, cleared and uh, on, a, on a conditioning stint with Lehigh. Um, a, a machine in the offensive zone, just a, a weapon and a presence that is always going to be there to make a play. And whether it's he is the one shooting, and more, more likely than not, that's going to be the case. But he can still dump it off and make a play too. Mm-hmm. And um, also Ollie Lixell was a uh, loan back as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get into more of our uh, who's up, who's down a little bit later in the show. Uh, but want to jump right in with some of the uh, new ish news um, that we get to talk about here on the show. And that is the, uh, the HL all-star game coaches have been announced. Um, so Todd Nelson of the Hershey bears is going to represent the Atlantic division uh, Greg Moore of the Toronto Marlies will rep the North. Neil Graham from the Texas Stars is going to be the coach for the Central Division team. And then uh, Mitch Love with the Calgary Wranglers will rep the Pacific. HL All-Star Game still just over a month away, so it'll be February uh, 5th and 6th. Uh, Laval is going to be the host site. The skills competition is on Sunday the 5th. And the All-Star Game is on Monday the 6th little bit weird to have a Monday All-Star game. Um, I, mean, I can see the reason why they did it, because there's really no games on Monday, so that way all the, the mm-hmm. attention and focus is going to be on the All-Star game. 
Right. And assuming that things don't change around here, I'm pretty sure that Super Bowl, oh wait, yeah, Super Bowl Sunday this year, is that going to be on the 5th? Or is it going to uh, be later than that? Uh, oh, February 12th. So it's one more week. But okay, I was thinking maybe that might come into play and, and be a factor there. So maybe not. But um, either way, yeah, I, I like the idea that, you know, do it on a day where you can really put a lot of eyes on this game. Um, and and should be a, a phenomenal game. You know, all, all those coaches, that's a lot of star power leading these players um, and, and looking around and trying to piece together, you know, who who is going to fall where in terms of the who's in, who's out on those rosters. Um, at some point, we'll probably talk who are the, the snubs that didn't make it. But, you know, a, across the board, as you're looking at the leading scorers, across the AHL. Um, I can think know, of you, one who will go. Yeah, like just players who are, are absolute locks that will go, but um, you could really go about a thousand different directions with how you put together those teams right now. Um, I mean, I think... I think- I think I think Todd Nelson, uh, you know, great, great choice for the Atlantic. Um, It first first year head coach with the Hershey Bears, but he is not a first year head coach at all. Um, He actually has two Calder Cups underneath him. um, And he is just absolutely moving a powerhouse of a team right now. Um, Hershey is extremely hard to beat. Um, It hurts my heart to say that I have become a fan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can you repeat that a little louder for the people in the back who, who may not have heard that? It hurts my heart to say that I've become a fan. <laughs> it, I mean, they're a great organization and hard not to root for. Um, and this seems like the team that they have built this year is built to go the distance. They really have a well-balanced roster across the board. Um, getting very good offensive production while also um, 75 goals against, which is among the bottom in the league. In fact, I think Ontario might be the only team with fewer goals against. Um, Yeah, Ontario's at 74, and then uh, Colorado and Hershey are tied at 75. Those are your leaders in fewest goals against. So um, a balanced team, a well-coached team, um, and a fan base that's hungry to get back and will that team do another championship. I, I think that's really a, a spot, a good spot for Hershey to be in at this point in the season. And they're really looking like they're the, the top dogs. Yeah. So I know a lot of my Hershey friends watch this. So yes, Colin and Brian and Corey, I said it, I kind of like Hershey and I don't want any shout outs on Twitter. Oh, you just you just said you don't want any shout outs on Twitter. You know your mentions are about to blow up. <laughs> Somebody's gonna have it clipped off before the end of the show. I guarantee it. Such is life in the AHL. It really is. It, you, you like players, you like fan bases, you like the things that teams do, and then I mean just you end up the adopting whole team. a second team. Mm-hmm. The whole team from you know, um, Oh, God. Uh, from Mike Vecchione, who is basically their leading scorer right now, uh, to Hendrick, Hendrick Lapierre. I, he 
that kid is just coming in. He's going to be a stud. He is just going to oh, be an sure. absolute stud one day. Um, well, just we knew too when LaPierre was drafted that it was like, well, it, he got hurt his draft year, so his stock fell. But before that, he was looking at being a top 10, maybe even a top five pick. Everybody knew how talented he was, but the, the injuries kind of scared him off. Now that he's healthy and, and playing well, he's going to be a force wherever he goes to play. And then you've got um, their their captain this year, Dylan McElrath, who just, um, you know, my friend Chris, uh, who I, I go to quite a few games with, um, he said, you know, uh, it, it, it kind of looks like McElrath has kind of um, taken back his his uh, like his anger pin a little bit, uh, but I mean it, it's still there. It, it, um, McElrath will drop the gloves at any moment, and uh, you know you you gotta love a captain who will stick up for their team. Absolutely, it's it's that kind of leadership, the the willingness to do those tough things to win a hockey game. Um, I, they are looking really great um, heading down the stretch. But of course, anytime that I feel like we started to kind of heap praise on a team, they've started to cool off a little bit after that. So yeah, well, let's not praise maybe, them too much. Maybe, maybe we want to temper our expectations here, or maybe, maybe you want us to just keep dumping all that praise on Hershey, and then they fall down. Lehigh comes back up. Maybe something like that happens here. Um, oh, I, I think the only squad that has thus far avoided that has been um, Calgary. And, and we just mentioned that uh, the job that Mitch Love has done with that team, uh, getting them to, to first place uh, out in the Pacific um, in, a, in a tie with Coachella. Um, Calgary lighting up the scoreboard night in and night out, tied for the league best with 120 goals on the season. And we just mentioned uh, the teams with the fewest goals against Calgary at 76, fourth fewest. Um, Again, doing all of the little things right. Um, I I can't say that there's any particular coach that has too much of an advantage going into this type of game. Um, My only thought is maybe with the Pacific, since they have so many teams to draw from that uh, maybe they're in a little bit better shape overall, but um, without even seeing how these rosters are put together, I don't want to speculate too much on that. I can't wait to see how they're put together. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you to Canadips for sponsoring uh, American Beauties and the Old City Sports Network. If you go on to the Canadips website and order some tins, use code OCSN for 20% off your order. Uh Use these tropical mango ones, especially on days like yesterday where it was just, and today where it was just raining and my body hurts all the time. So CBD definitely helps. There you go. Uh, Well, since we had our interview with uh, Zane McIntyre last week, we didn't get to mention players of the week. So we're going to do a little double dip uh, on that here. Let's start with uh, with Graham Clark of the Utica Comets. Um, Clark having another solid season as we've, we've come to expect. Uh, four goals and two assists for six points in two road wins the week of Christmas. Nine points in his last four outings. Leads the Comets with 21 points. Uh, a Waconia, Minnesota guy. Um, so, of course, I, I always love my love my Minnesota boys. Um, didn't even plan that I was going to be wearing this hat during the show and having Minnesota connections here. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, Sam, what can you tell us about Clark? Um, well, he's in his third year, obviously. Um, he has skated in 108 AHL games, so a little bit of a vet here. Um, and he was with Utica and Binghamton. Now, a little bit of a backstory. Utica and Binghamton are on the same team. Mm-hmm. Binghamton went to Utica last season. That's all it is. But um, for AHL record purposes, Utica and Binghamton are two separate teams. Um, he has total 27 goals and 36 assists. And he was a third round draft pick by New Jersey in the 2019 NHL draft. Yeah, he's he's really what's impressed me with him this year is just kind of the, the release on his shot and the confidence that he's playing with right now. Uh, you see affecting every aspect of his game. You know, he's he's faster to pucks, he's releasing shots quicker, more accurately, um, really just just poised. And for someone who still, <laughs> excuse me, relatively early in his professional hockey career uh, being at he's 21 years old um, but playing very well and uh, (coughs) excuse me 25 points in 28 games um, kind of right on that bubble of is is he ready to get called up to New Jersey now the Devils are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference this year at the NHL level so might not see a call up this year, but as they tinker things around for next year, I have to think that Clark is part of that picture. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, with his point production, there's there's definitely he's he's got to be one of the the picks looked at for next year. If not this year, if there's like some deafening injury injury for New Jersey, which you never know. Yeah, it, anything can happen, and we we would hate for something to happen. We never like injuries in sports they're terrible to deal with we saw that last night in the nfl um where it's just one of the scariest injuries that i think we've ever seen in the sports last night um, too much into that here but wow that was scary stuff so no no injuries keep them and i know you know we're a hockey show but we do want to give our prayers and thoughts to damar's family yeah definitely absolutely um second player of the week that we had uh, Will Bitten with the Springfield Thunderbirds. And guess what? Another Minnesota connection there. Uh, I love former, Will. <laughs> former uh, Iowa Wild. Uh, he was the, the Gustav Olofsson trade. Um, came over and played for the Iowa Wild the last few seasons. Um, so that's that's my – I always try and find is Is there a Minnesota connection somewhere? There's um, always that's, a Minnesota connection. There, there always a- is. Anytime it's hockey. There's a lot of Minnesota connections in tonight's show. I don't know if you notice. It's, it's, it's I, uh, almost like Minnesota is the state of hockey. Mm. I don't know if you notice what I put in at the end of the show there. Uh, you know what? I, I actually didn't. Um, oh, wait. Yes. I, yeah, I did. I did see that part. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I, I did see that part. So uh, I had to throw something in there for, for Sam, too, for later in the show. So, yeah, we'll we'll get into that one a little bit later on. Um, but let's talk about uh, Will Bitten here a little bit. Um, uh, six points, uh, two goals, four assists, and a plus six rating in three games for Springfield last week. Um, two more assists on Friday as Springfield defeated Bridgeport 6-3, uh, scored the Birds' only regulation goal and 2-1 victory at Hartford on New Year's Eve. Um, 
made his debut with the St. Louis, his NHL debut, we should say, with the St. Louis Blues earlier this season. Um, just kind of a quick call up there. But I tell you, as injured as the Blues are, also wouldn't be surprised to see Bitten called back up at, at some point here. Yeah, I mean, they are crazy injured right now. Um, I don't even know who he said just got injured, but. Uh, yeah, Tarasenko and um, O'Reilly are both. Yeah, done. three of their top six D are out um, for at least another month or so yet. So, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised, but um, yeah, so uh, Bitten uh, is 24 years old, so you know, he is getting up there at that age of he should kind of already be in the NHL, but um. You know, some guys are perfectly fine at this age. If they haven't made it, they're perfectly fine being in the A. Um, he has uh, 51 goals and 70 assists in 238 regular season AHL games with Springfield and Iowa, as well as eight goals and 18 assists in 29 postseason games. And he reached the Calder Cup finals with the Thunderbirds in 2022, which I was there for. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, so you're you're very familiar with Bitten and with his game. Um, again, a, another player that um, you talk about a guy who just comes in and, and goes to work day in and day out. Um, his his work ethic is really off off the charts. Um, you know, he, he finds the open position, the open ice to get to, works to get there, and that's really a part of the game that people don't talk about nearly as often as they should is how players find the open ice and, and get to the areas that they need to, so that they can be putting up points, scoring those goals. Um, and that's an area where Bitten really has, uh, has thrived. Frankly. Yeah. Um, and not to mention he was a originally a third round selection by Montreal in 2016. Let's talk about some beef jerky here. Uh, Righteous Felon, use promo code OCSN for 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Uh, I got to put in another order here um, whenever the, the money hits for payday. Um, between the holiday of the, the first of the year and, uh, you know, it being, a, I think, a bank holiday yesterday. As um, soon as that money hits, I'm, I'm putting another big order here. Um, and certainly we'll use promo code OCSN. 15% off the jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Uh, let's talk Jacob Verona here. This is a very weird and still developing situation. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Verona, um, he has been with the Detroit Red Wings for a couple of seasons now and was in the NHL's player assistance program earlier this year, um, uh, bat uh, battling some kind of an addiction that really we don't know a whole lot about. Um, but about two and a half weeks ago, uh, was released from the program, went to the Grand Rapids Griffins on a conditioning stint, and uh, just today was put on waivers. Uh, Sam, I was absolutely stunned to see Verona put on waivers. Um, what do you make of this whole situation? And, um, you know, we were talking off air that there's a I would say better than 50% chance that somebody's going to pick him up here and claim him off waivers. Um, you know, anytime a player has to go into the NHL PA 
uh, program, um, whether it be for mental health issues or addiction or, or, or whatever it may be, that's what that program is for. Um, and whatever Jacob has gone through or is going through, I hope that he has the coping mechanisms to now deal with it. Um, regarding him being on waivers, I don't even know what to say because a player like Vrana, I mean, yeah, he hasn't played all season. I was very upset that I had to drop him from my draft. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, he, yeah, that was that was a tough one because he was poised for a very very good year. But um, I mean, if he doesn't get picked up, I'm gonna kind of be shocked because he's gonna be reassigned to um, Grand Grand Rapids. Grand right? Rapids. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. It, should he clear? Yeah, he'll go to Grand Rapids. He will go to Grand Rapids. We've talked about how much talent they've got coming through their pipeline. And then you add somebody who at the NHL level scores basically every other game. Um, Last season, he played just 26 games, but he scored 13 goals in those games. Um, We're also told um, per Max Boltman, who's the Red Wings beat writer for the athletic um, that this waivers move was not related to the conditioning stint either. Um, if he ends up making it to Grand Rapids and is able to play at the level that we've seen him play at, um, this this is a game changer for Grand Rapids. And hopefully it's just, again, um, give him a few more games to kind of get his feet back under him and get ready to go get back into hockey shape and get back mentally for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that this is just a conditioning move. And not so much a, well, we hope you learn your lesson kind of move. Um, yeah. Because that would be really crappy of Detroit to do that. that. That's kind of a scummy move. If that's the, you know, if, if he had some sort of a setback in whatever sort of treatment he's going through, whether it's mental health or addiction or whatever, Um for a team to cut a player because they had a setback like that, especially after they've stuck with him through whatever he's going through to this point is a very odd move for a team to make and really kind of a, like what's, what's really going on here type of scenario, I guess, for lack of a better word to. Yeah. I mean, you know, coming from, coming from someone who, who has a, a mental health condition, it's not, you know, and we don't, we don't know what Jacob went in for. It could be mental health. No, it, 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 it could be anything. Could be addiction. Yeah. I mean, they do both fall into the same category, but you know, I don't think that this is a fair move to him. I always think be, being put on waivers would send me into an anxiety attack, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, because you're literally in in a lull for 24 hours wondering okay am i being reassigned to the ahl where i have been an nhl player or am i going to be picked up by some team where i have to rearrange my entire life right and worth mentioning as well um he's got a he signed through next season um has a 5.25 million cap hit so 
would be a relatively expensive claim for a team to make just based on his contract situation. So I wonder if maybe that's part of the, the Red Wings angle here is that there aren't a ton of teams who could potentially afford to sign him or uh, to claim him rather. But even still, it, it seems like a very odd move for Detroit to make. Um, yeah. And yes, they have some other players who are coming back. Zadina's um, finally getting healthy too. Um, so there, there are open spots in the lineup for these players. Um, but I would have thought that Verano would have been the player that Detroit is really looking at as their go-to scorer to be, um, you know, someone who will play on a line with Larkin and put up a ton of points. Um, but if he ends up at the AHL level, which is why we felt it was worth mentioning during the show, um, Grand Rapids is going to be a very difficult team to beat if Moran is playing there for any extended period of time. Yeah, it's... Um, our friend Andrew Rinaldi will be very happy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on things there. And if there's there's things to update, we'll be sure to do that as well. Um, I think it's like 3 p.m. Eastern or something like that. Two. Is when the, or 2, 2 p.m.? Okay, it's 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, that'll be when the, the announcement is made on the um, waivers, who cleared and who's put on waivers tomorrow, which I guess we, we never know who's going to end up on waivers. Uh, if Verona can make it, there's a lot of players in the league that can end up on waivers, so. Can I be put on waivers? <laughs> well, where, where, where do you want to go? Do I do I have a two-way contract, or am I making the same amount of money uh, in both places? I don't know, but uh, you know what? If you want to find out, go to www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E, and check out all of our other podcasts, articles, and more. Um, a team that we uh, we do cover here at Old City Sports is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, – are, are in the playoffs. So, uh, the number one seed in the NFC, they'll have home field advantage throughout, courtesy of my Minnesota Vikings absolutely crapping the bed against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. No, I'm not still bitter. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Uh, no, I, I, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, this uh, upcoming segment here is, is brought to you by Nishamni Creek Brewing. I could have done with about eight Nishamni Creek beers after that game. Uh, visit www.nashamneycreekbrewing.com. Check out their awesome beers, merch, and much, much more. Um, so we just kind of touched on who's up, who's down. We've, we've done a little bit of that throughout our show. Um, Verona down is, is kind of one of the big ones, but two big names going up. Uh, Giovanni Smith up to the Florida Panthers, who we talked about a couple weeks ago as a uh, player that Florida traded for during the season. Um, kind of kept him at the AHL for a little while, but called him now Giovanni Smith really can be a force for Florida down the stretch, especially as they're moving towards the playoffs. Florida, Florida needs a player like him. Florida definitely needs the grit. They, they, they need the force that Giovanni has. Um, and then another call up, uh, Jake neighbors mm -hmm. is going yeah. up to St. Louis because of everybody that's hurt. Yeah, everybody's hurt in St. Louis. So, I mean, go Jake, go. Yeah, happy to see it. Uh, seven goals, seven assists in 19 games with Springfield this year. Um, did play with St. Louis a little bit earlier in the season. Um, had just one goal in 13 games. So 
Um, but again, Neighbors is 20. He'll turn 21 in March, so still a very young player. Literal child. Probably, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so someone who very early in his career, still getting used to the, the speed of the game, but um, he's he's absolutely ready for it. He's, he's one of the better playmakers that you'll see. Um, and just... Uh, I mean, he does not get checked off the puck. Mm-mm. And whenever it is on his tape, like you have to absolutely sell out to commit to shutting him down, um, which really opens things up for his teammates as well. Um, again, just a, a very good player, someone who you can tell will fit the mold of what the Blues organization values in their hockey players and in their prospects. Um, I, I think he's a, a great pick. He was uh, 26th overall in the 2020 draft. Um, so a first-round talent and somebody who on a lot of boards, I, I remember on draft night that year, like, why is Neighbors falling? Why is Neighbors falling? Oh, crap, he ended up in St. Louis. I'm going to have to watch him play the Wild eight times a year and uh, have to deal with that. Um, but, yeah, uh, Neighbors a, a very good player as well. And I uh, wanted to showcase him being called up. Uh, wish him luck on his call up. Wish Jamani Smith luck on his call up. Um, um, and yeah. and like we and like we said before, uh, Bobby Brink was activated from injured non-roster. Um, he had a torn hip labrum that was repaired over the summer, and he is finally rocking and ready to go. He has been skating and practicing with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms since November. Um, Nice kid. I've talked to him a few times. Re- re- real nice kid. Um, and then um, Ali Lixall was also brought back down. Um, really, I love Lixall. I love his play. Um, also, super nice kid. Really, a lot of these players are just super nice. Um, another thing. One that's really standing out to me on the transaction list right now is Dustin Tokarski. Mm-hmm. He got called up to Pittsburgh. Oh, sweet. There we go. I was like, oh, right. That, that, that just happened today. <laughs> yeah, didn't see that one coming. Um, Chris Tierney got uh, returned from Florida to Charlotte, and Brendan Perlini um, went to the Spangler Cup in Switzerland, and he was returned to Chicago, as well as Kevin Connaughton was also returned to Lehigh from the Spangler Cup because Team Canada did not do so hot. (laughs) Uh, I I wonder what's going to happen in that uh, World Juniors game tomorrow with uh, Canada and USA in the semifinal. That is must-watch hockey. I don't know. You know what we can cover on here? Cover the World Juniors when they're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to hit on that. And I mean, what can you say about Connor Bedard that hasn't already been said? <laughs> he, I well, Shane Wright. <laughs> I I hope for for Flyers fans' sake, like that they can somehow jump up in the lottery and get him. Um, it, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I know you've already written it off, but listen. <sighs> I love Jesse enough to agree with him on we're not getting Bedard. Bedard is going to Anaheim 
or Chicago. <laughs> I swear to God, if he ends up in Chicago, I'm going to break things. Like, this, it's not allowed. It's just not. Um, by the way, Dan and I have already decided that um, we're going to do the first night live. And you're going to see our reactions. Mm -hmm. To if Connor Bedard goes to Chicago. <laughs> yep, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go live on lottery night and get immediate reactions because... <laughs> You know, maybe we'll call in uh, Joel, who is our, our resident Blackhawks fan and uh, on Center Ice. Um, Which is our NHL league-wide show on mm -hmm. Old City Sports Network. Uh, speaking of, I think that's probably about a good time for another ad read here. Visit www.norsebeards.com. Enter promo code OCS for Old City Sports. That'll get you 25% off your Norse Beard products. Sam. The uh, disciplinary report looking a little empty this week. Yeah, yeah, they're all uh, these players are all behaving. I don't like it. Well, it's, it's the holidays. They were being nice for Santa. Had to end up on the nice list. So yeah, I don't like it. Went a little while without it. Oh, you, yeah, you you want some uh, some fisticuffs, some sparks flying? Uh, I don't ever it's, want it's... guys to be like suspended. But like, come on, guys, we made this. We made this segment for you. This is your chance to showcase, hey, you know, I I probably hit that guy a little too hard. I boarded that guy a little too excessively. I fought in the last five minutes of the third, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, how about that? A, a short disciplinary report tonight. Rude, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Fanatics for all of your NHL merchandise and use our promo code. Um, I don't know what it is this week. It's all good. We'll link it in the bio. Yep. And um, yes, Sterling Pig Brewery in Media PA um, brings you this segment of American Beauties. Um, go you visit know what? Them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a little switcheroo on you here. Oh, God. Don't do this to me. I, you know, good, good things come to those who wait. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll make you do it. Between the pipes. <laughs> Alex Lyon. Okay, so yeah, I, I saw you put the Alex line notes in here, and I went, "How can we? How can we set this up?" You know, because it's usually one of our last segments of the show, and tonight, it, it, between the pipes, is our last segment. Um, so, but had had two goalies now that we want to talk about tonight, which is fine. We yeah. love talking about goalies on this show. So since we had Zane McIntyre, who is a goalie, last mm -hmm. week on our show. Um, you know, I decided to put just two goalies in here and um, I figured Alex was a little bit worth talking about because he did hit a career milestone. Mm -hmm. um, Alex has played in 194 AHL games and he has earned not only his hundredth win of his career with Charlotte, but he's also earned his hundred and first win. Um, so that was his career milestone was the hundredth win. Um, and my little heart was very, very proud. <laughs> um, so, so just some notes. Um, pretty sure everyone thinks I've memorized this, but I haven't. I still need my notes. Oh, um, sure. You're just saying that to be humble. <laughs> he saved 94 out of 95 shots <laughs> during a 2-1 win for the Lehigh Valley over Charlotte in the Calder Cup playoffs in a 146-minute 48 second contest on May 9th of 2018. It is and has still stands as the longest game in AHL history. 
Uh, you always find a way to work Alex Lyon into the show. I really I'm, I'm glad that we finally got the got the full segment for him here uh, with Between the Pies, um, giving him the, the full uh, stick taps. We, we need a soundboard here with, with stick really, taps going. I know. I'll, I'll do some work um, on that, maybe for next week. He made his first NHL start in 2018. Um, unfortunately, it was a loss to the New Jersey Devils. Um, but he recorded his first NHL win uh, just two weeks later after replacing a injured Michael Newverth in the second period. And he leads or he led the nation in goals against average um, a 1.62 save percentage and or hold on goals against average was 1.62. And then the save percentage was a 0.93 and he had seven shutouts during his sophomore year at Yale. Um. And he earned the Ken Dryden Award for the best goalie in the ECAC. He made six appearances for Philadelphia and recorded one win and four losses. It really should be more than six appearances because he was on freaking Taxi Squad. Mm. Anyway, um, and my boy, how you really feel? <laughs> and my boy won the Calder Cup last season with the Chicago Wolves with a four-zero shutout, which also earned him a suspension of two games. One for one for each finger. I'm not going to do the gesture on the show, but one well, for each finger. One for each finger. <laughs> a, appropriate way to do it, but you know what? You you win a championship. And I told you once he got that 100th win that he was going between the pipes. So. Yep. Yep. So stick taps all around. He gets our between the pipes nod. Um, now the other now one that... Sam can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we know you're never going to stop talking about Alex Lyon, and that's fine. We wouldn't want you to. It's it's a bit at this point. Uh, other other goaltender we wanted to mention as well was Matt Murray, who has kind of been referred to as the other Matt Murray um, because he's not the goaltender who won a couple of cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins and went to Ottawa and is now with Toronto. No, this is the Matt Murray within the Dallas Stars organization, which you want to talk about quality goaltending and the goaltending pipeline that the Dallas Stars have built from Ben Bishop to getting Anton Hudobin to really play well um, in relief of Bishop and now Jake Ottinger. Um, and then you've got now Matt Murray coming through the wings. Um, has the Texas Stars in first place. Uh, 7-4-1 start through 13 games this season. Uh, he was a perfect 4-0-0 in December. Is 240 goals against average. Is seventh in the AHL. Um, you know, he's, he's having a phenomenal season as well. Um, picked up that two-year AHL contract last summer. So with Ottinger getting called up to the NHL level full-time, uh, which really never in doubt. After you saw Ottinger in the playoffs last year, it was, yep, he's he's staying here. We'll, we'll keep him around and, and got into a long-term deal. Um, but Murray really playing his way into at I think the floor at this point is, is as a solid AHL starter. Um, potential NHL backup a little further down the road, but at the very least for now, really having the type of season that he's one of the better goaltenders in the AHL. For sure. He, um, his, you know, I'm an eye test person like mm -hmm. Jesse. I'm an eye test person. I don't really rely on stats too much because that's what I'm here for. Yeah. yeah I'll throw here. the numbers out and, and you're like, this goalie is running on vibes. I'm with <laughs> this guy. Um, and that's fine. 
But Murray definitely has his stats are very impressive with just six games um, and and the perfect record in December. So um, I really I got to tune into some some games here for him. Yeah. When does uh, when does Lehigh play Texas? It's probably never. Yeah, not not likely. Might might be a one off here if we're lucky down the stretch, but. I don't. I don't know either of their schedules well enough to to know. Um, yeah, but yeah, we the goaltending across the Central Division, and as you look at Askarov with the Admirals, you look at the Iowa Wild with Zane McIntyre and Jesper Wellstedt, and then you look at Texas with Matt Murray. Like this, the Central Division goaltending is insane right now. Um, they're really not a whole lot more that that I can say than that. And we love good goalies on this show. We always have, always will. Um, but if you want top goaltending, take a look at Matt Murray. Take a look at the Central Division. Make it a point. Yep, for sure. But yeah, yeah that's that's our show for tonight. So we uh, we hit on all the. The points that we wanted to hit there, Sam. Do you have any parting thoughts before the, uh, the end of the show tonight? Uh, go Atlantic Division. <laughs> <laughs> You're going go Atlantic Division. I'm going go Central Division. Um, and watch because I bet the Pacific is probably the one that ends up winning it all, and the North gets to host. So, you know, yeah, every, I, everybody um, gets a little something here. Yeah, we're gonna definitely uh, start hitting the uh, lo- the. Pacific a little bit harder during the second half of the season, just because we we really haven't been hitting them a little bit. Um, I mean, we had Montana on the show, but uh, mm. we don't really give them as much attention. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, the, the only thing that uh, I think we really touched on with the Pacific was um, back on one of our first shows where we did our uh, division previews. Um, you and Rob had both said that you thought the, uh, the Calgary regulars were going to win the Pacific this year. Um, so far, that one's tracking pretty well for you. Um, tied with Coachella for first. Um, and we, we talked about how Coachella built their program for this year, thinking that, well, this is either a team that is going to be one of the top two or the bottom two. There's really not a middle ground for Coachella. And you were right on with that one, too. So, um, seeing how things shake out the rest of the way here, Calgary for sure going to be in the mix. For sure. All right. Well, that is it for our show tonight. Thank you to everybody who uh, tuned in and watched. Thank you as well to our sponsors, uh, Righteous Felon, the Chamonix Creek Brewing Company, Canadips, Norse Beard, uh, Sterling Pig Brewery, the Old City Sports Network, and Fanatics. Uh, that's it for today's episode of American Beauties. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. We will be back next week with more AHL content. Until then, Stay tuned for Twitter. And uh, for Sam Wismer, I'm Dan Bradley. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. Night, guys.